I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Rex Sherman is a demon that walks among us. A predator that ruined families. The Lisk Long Island Serial Killer podcast was shocked when the news broke of Rex Hewerman's arrest. After more than a decade of searching, law enforcement officials had finally pieced together enough evidence to bring formal charges against Rex Hewerman. Initially charged with three murders, Hewerman is now officially charged with all four deaths in the Gilgo 4 case. I'm your host, Chris Moss, and the List Podcast will be releasing new episodes with interviews and fresh insight on the case as Rex Hewerman awaits trial in Long Island. While we are relieved by the arrest, the List Podcast team will be working hard to share new developments and perspectives as we get them. So please keep your eyes and ears out for new episodes, and if you haven't already, please listen to Seasons 1 and 2 of Lisk, Long Island Serial Killer, wherever you listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the we have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. The saying goes, boys will be boys. As a mother of a little boy, it's a mantra I've heard over and over, though I can't say that I agree. Boys will be rough, they will make decisions that we can't understand, and sometimes those decisions will hurt others. On July 28, 1999, a boy would get rough with a little girl and it would change the course of his life forever. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On July 28th, Lionel Alexander Tate was left alone with six-year-old Tiffany Eunuch in his mother's home. Kathleen Grosset Tate was the girl's babysitter and her 12-year-old son would sometimes help entertain the kids. The children were down in the basement playing loudly when Kathleen called down for them to be quiet. About 45 minutes later, her son came upstairs to tell her that Tiffany wasn't breathing. Lionel was obsessed with WWE SmackDown and had decided to practice his moves with the six-year-old girl. According to the boy, who outweighed Tiffany by 122 pounds, they were wrestling when he put her in a headlock, and the child's head hit a table. Tiffany was dead. When the police came to arrest the boy, he protested that all he'd done was give Tiffany a bear hug. An autopsy was done, and the coroner's findings did not match Lionel's story of how play wrestling got out of hand. It was found that Tiffany suffered from blunt force trauma so intense that blood seeped out of her mouth, nose, ears, and eyes. Her skull was fractured in several places, ribs cracked, and part of her brain was flattened inside her head. The beating was so severe that Tiffany's liver broke free and was floating inside her body. This was not the outcome of a simple head hit. This painted a story of Lionel punching, throwing, kicking, and stomping this little girl until she died. Her injuries were similar to that of someone who had fallen from a three-story building. Lionel Tate was convicted of killing Tiffany Eunuch, and due to Florida statutes, 
the jury was required to convict him of first-degree murder, even if the jury did not believe that he intended to murder the girl. All that was required was that Lionel knowingly abused another child who died as a result. He was sentenced to life imprisonment and became the youngest person in modern U.S. history to be sentenced to life. After the conviction, everyone was shocked by the result. Even the prosecution openly joined the Tates' plea for leniency in sentencing and even offered to help him with his appeal. The judge criticized the decision and stated that if the prosecution felt the life imprisonment was not warranted, they should not have charged him with the murder in the first place, knowing the laws in Florida. In July of 2004, a state appeals court overturned his conviction on the basis that they had failed to evaluate his mental competency prior to his trial. Lionel was given the chance to accept the same plea deal he turned down during his initial trial. He was released on a one-year's house arrest and 10 years probation. Unfortunately, barely eight months later, Lionel was arrested for violating his house arrest when he was found out of his house carrying an eight-inch knife. Another eight months passed and he was charged with armed burglary, with battery, armed robbery, and violation of probation. Lionel had threatened Domino's pizza delivery man with a handgun, causing him to drop his pizzas and flee, and then entered his friend's apartment and assaulted him. Lionel accepted a plea bargain and was sentenced to 30 years in prison for violating parole and a concurrent 10 years for the pizza robbery. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 29th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.